Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey's floater. Rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and ambitious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, Season 7, Episode 77. And uh, what's up, man? What's up? What's up? Um, decided to do a live pod since we're going to the next round of the playoffs. The Hawks take care of business today, uh, 103 to 96 over the Philadelphia 76ers. The good thing about the live show is I love the feedback. So, yo, let me know how you guys are feeling, where you're nervous, how are your nerves. I know you're kind of, you know, coming back off of a high. So, you know. Let me know how you're feeling, right? Let me know what's good. <laughs> Shout out to my guy. What up, DJ Yogi? That's my guy, man. Said I'm here for all of this. Excited about his team getting to the next round of the playoffs for a 
matchup with the Milwaukee Bucks and our old friend Coach Budenholzer. Wow, you can't you can't write this script on this one, right? You cannot write the script on this one. Uh, check <laughs> Shout out to my guy, Robin Saki. That's my guy in Japan. What up, guy? Um, says I'm crying. <laughs> yes, Hawks fans are very ecstatic. And uh, salute, salute to the Hawks. Salute to all the fans that have been supporting this team all year long. Uh, this has been quite a journey. And uh, I know for me, it's been it's been a difficult journey at times, not being able to cover it like I want to because of COVID. But uh, nevertheless, man, Hawks are in the Eastern Conference Finals, man. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk it? <laughs> I think if you're a Hawks fan and you're being honest, you have to realize that you've always had the talent. But uh, you, you you have to realize that, you know, you, you probably didn't expect – all of this when uh, Nate McMillan came aboard as the head coach and uh, all of these things happen. So shout out to Nate McMillan. Shout out to the Hawks for uh, keeping the keeping this thing rolling, man. So we're going to get into the podcast like we normally do and uh, let's get into it. But first and foremost, man, if you're listening to the pod for the first time, welcome, welcome. Uh, we podcast after every uh, after every game just about. And this is actually our 77th podcast this season. So uh, welcome, welcome into the show, into the pod. If you can't catch us live, make sure you can catch us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, whatever it's called now, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, you can catch the Hawks Beat Podcast. Look at the scrolling marquees, what I need you to do. Go by wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening. Rate, review, and subscribe to the pod to help us get our weight up in the podcast community. So let's get into it, man. Let's get into it, man. I got the game book open. We're going to go back and kind of discuss the game, the game flow. But feel free to hit me in the chat. Let me know your thoughts and uh, let me know your feelings of how you guys are feeling about the game. You know, my guy Yogi says, look, Hawks have been playing with house money. Exactly, man. They're the fifth seed. Nobody expected them to be here. You know, nobody expected them to be here. Uh, That's my guy, Gino. What up, man? Say, let's go, Hawks. I've been excited since Dominique. Yo, quick story. Me and my guy, Gino, uh, grew up, man. We used to always pretend. Like, we were Dominique guys growing up. We weren't Jordan guys. And I remember we used to always pretend like how we were shooting free throws. <laughs> we used to shoot our free throws like Dominique. And he he would have this thing where he just kind of went like this and he would rock from side to side, right? He'd rock from side to side. And as kids, we used to uh we used to imitate him. We used to imitate him. So yeah, man. Uh shout out to Neek, man. Shout out to Neek, man. You know, he he he's the he's the pioneer. But listen, uh this was a game in which nobody ran away with this nobody ran away with it right so like you know in all the other games game six game five there was always big comebacks there was always big leads not so much in this game there were 20 lead changes in this game 20 uh the biggest lead for the hawks was seven the biggest lead for the sixers was four so there was no okay here goes a comeback here's a tale of two halves and so in my estimation, this was a perfect game seven, man. A perfect game seven because look, 
Nobody ever ran away from it. You had fans on both sides. Because I have, I, have, I have some 76ers fans that follow me on Twitter. And, of course, the majority of my fans, people that follow me are Hawks fans. You got Sixers fans complaining about the refs. You got Hawks fans complaining about the refs. And to me, like, that's when it's good, right? Because everybody's complaining about the referees, man. But, you know, at the end of the day, you can complain about the refs, but it's all about the team that can overcome that. So first quarter, I thought both teams seem a little timid. I think that they played pretty decently. Hawks shot 44%. The Sixers shot 42 it still seemed like it was a little tight in that first quarter. Um, I apologize. That, that was the wrong quarter I'm looking at. Hawks and the Sixers both shot 47%. So they were shooting at a decent clip, but, you know, it, it just nobody ran away with it, right? So the Sixers outscored the Hawks in the first quarter by three. And from the outset, man, Joel Embiid came out very aggressive, man, making four of his first five shots. 11 points in that first quarter, and you're like, okay, is Joel going to go for a 40-burger? <laughs> is he going to go for a 40-burger, right? That's what you're thinking in the first quarter. But my thinking was this. This is what he's done all game. Like, all series, he's had good first half, third half, third quarter. By the time he gets to the fourth, he's fizzled, right? He's fizzled by the time he gets to the fourth. So the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, Joel's cooking, but, like, how much gas is he going to have to close out? And the thing is this. In order to be a great team, you gotta you got to be able to close. you got to be able to close. And one thing Doc Rivers' teams traditionally don't do is close. And, you know, <laughs> that, 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 you know, right. So the first quarter comes out on fire and everything. And I'm like, okay, we're going to see what we're going to do. He's going to see what we're going to do. Um, Trey started the quarter. zero of six after one quarter. I'm like, look, Hawks are, they should be excited. They're only down by three with Trey going over six, but I'm going to tell you the difference between Trey young and the difference between Ben Simmons, Trey young. If his shot is not falling, he can still burn you in other ways. Right. Like, he can still burn you as an elite passer. And so, like, yeah, his style wasn't falling, but he still, I thought he still played good as far as the tempo, as far as getting to his spots. And so, like, when Ben Simmons, like, he, he's not, he's like, he, he was so offensively timid, it affected his whole game. It affected his whole game. And it was just like, yo, man, like, that's not even the Ben Simmons I used to like watching. Like, this dude's scared to take it to the hole. He's scared to finish. Every time he gets it, he's passing. I was just like, yo, man, like, they need, yo, he's gone, bro. I'm sorry. He's gone. He's out of here. I think that they are going to unload Ben Simmons for 50 cents on the dollar. I think they're going to unload him for 50 cents on the dollar because they was about to trade him at the trade deadline. They was like, nah, we're going to go in on Ben. We're going to keep him, this, that, and the other. After this postseason, after this postseason, nah, man, not for all that money he about to be making. Nah, man, they gonna sell Ben Simmons for fifty cents on the dollar, man. Shout out to my homegirl Joe Laguerre said, "Perfect game, Hawks are official, man. Whole squad came through when Trey was struggling. Yes, Trey was indeed struggling. Um, as you look at the second quarter, more of it. This quarter, he doesn't go zero for six, but he goes one for six. 
But here's the crazy thing. The Hawks win the quarter 23 to 18. Now, if you're the Sixers and you're telling, if I were if, if I were to tell you, listen, Trey Young is going to go one for six in the quarter. He's only going to have five points and y'all still going to lose the quarter by five. I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. You know what to tell you, right? So the Sixers in that second quarter, they shoot 35%. Seth Curry starts going a little. He starts going a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Seth can shoot that thing. But here's the thing. I'm never really worried about Seth Curry. Like, if, if from a Hawks perspective, I'm never really worried about Seth Curry because he going to hit his shots. But, again, when it comes down to the money, like when it comes down to the money, how many times in Seth Curry's career – did you say, oh man, fourth quarter, he really, he really put him away. Right? How many times did he has he done that? He hasn't. So I'm not worried about him beat in the fourth quarter. I'm not worried about Seth Curry in the fourth quarter. Seth gonna get his little points in the second quarter. That's cute. But I wasn't worried about him at all, man. So the second quarter, the 76ers fumbled a tremendous opportunity with Trey missing all those shots. Because it's the crazy thing. Like Nobody for the Hawks really got hot in that second quarter. It was like Gallo had like six. Uh, I think uh, JC had like four. Herder didn't even start going off. He only had three. And as a team, they only shot 30%. But I think the difference in the quarter was this stat. The Philadelphia 76ers had eight turnovers in that quarter. Let me read that again. 76ers had eight turnovers in the second quarter. You're not been to turn the ball over eight times in a quarter and win the quarter. Like, you're not even valuing the ball. You're not even valuing the ball, right? So, eight turnovers, you're keeping the Hawks right up and, like, you're just giving it to them. Three of those turnovers, one Mr. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. So, listen, now you're going into the half. You're going into the half. And think about this from a Hawks perspective, right? Think about this from a Hawks perspective. Your guy is one of 12. You're one of 12. Like your guy, the guy that makes you guys run is one of 12. You're going into the into the halftime up by two on the road. Like, yo, man, y'all already playing with house money. They playing with house money, right? So Hawks go into the halftime up 48 to 46. Trey Young is one of 12. And the crazy thing about it, I'm like, yo. And I tweeted this out, like, could this be? I tweeted this out, like, I think it was in the second quarter. I got to check my timeline. But I was like, is this the Kevin Herter game? <laughs> is this the Kevin Herter game? You can make an argument that Kevin Herter was the best player on the Hawks court, was the, was the best player on the court for the Hawks that first half. Led the team in scoring with 12 points. JC had 10. But Kevin Herter, 5 of 8 going into the uh, halftime. 2 of 2 from three-point range. Had three boards. And he just had a pop to him. Right? And and I've talked about this. Those of you guys have heard my podcast before. I've talked about this before. You have aggressive Kevin. You have passive Kevin. And when aggressive Kevin comes to play, he can get buckets. And my voice thing was like, yo, man, I want to see you get them shots up because I love the way Kevin shoots. Every time Kevin shoots, I feel the ball going in. I feel the ball going in every time he shoots. 
even when he's having a bad game. People like, oh, I saw some folks on Twitter, Trey needs to stop shooting. No, 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 no. Let me tell you how this works, man. And and listen, as a guy who used to be a shooter back in the day, right? Like back in my day, you know what I'm saying? You know how the old people always say back in the day. Back in the day when you're a shooter, the only way to break out of a slump is to keep shooting. <laughs> That's the only way to break out of a slump. Because me and my guy John used to have, have this, this saying, if I miss one shot, I'm due. If I make one shot, I'm hot. That's a shooter's mentality. So, yo, man, don't be telling these guys not to shoot. That's the only way you're going to get out of the struggle. Keep shooting. You guys are pros. Some things going to go down. They're going to go down. Yeah. My guy Yogi backing me up. Yeah, aggressive Kevin is scary. Yeah, Kevin got all the skills. Kevin got all the skills, you know. But Kevin, Ke- uh, listen, Kevin respects chain of command. Che- Kevin knows where he is on the pecking order. But Kevin had it going tonight, and I'm glad he didn't turn in the pass of Kevin. Glad he didn't turn in the pass of Kevin and just kept shooting that thing. Kept shooting that thing. He wasn't afraid of the moment. He was ready for the moment, and he produced. He produced. Let's go to the third quarter, man. Uh, third quarter was, again, a back and forth, a back and forth. Uh, Trey's still not going, right? So here's the thing. Even though he's not shooting, he had four assists in the quarter, so it's like he's still giving value. He's still giving value. And I'm going to tell you this. For everybody that has a problem with Trey sitting at the beginning of the fourth, and I knew Lloyd, I mean, I knew Coach Nate was going to do it, because Trey played the entire quarter. He played all 12 minutes. He played the entire 12 minutes in the third quarter. So even if you even if you didn't rest him the normal rest at the beginning of the fourth, you got to give him a blow, man. Like he's not Kevin Durant. <laughs> he's not Kevin Durant. You Kevin Trey ain't gonna play all 48, man. He probably could. But I mean, I I mean, I I, I I'm not gonna bang Lloyd for giving him a little breather, man. It wasn't even a much of a breather because he brought him in in the fourth quarter after. Uh, let me see, how when did he bring him in? He got he got not even a two minute rest because he played ten and a half minutes in the fourth quarter. So uh, he rest he rests uh, Trey for I think a minute and a half, a minute and a half, ninety seconds. That ninety seconds he rested Trey, the Hawks seven point lead. Boom, gone. Seven point lead gone. He looks at Trey. All right, man, get your butt in there, right? <laughs> so he 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 puts him back in. And I don't I don't blame Trey. I don't I don't blame uh Nate for, for resting Trey for that minute and a half. I mean, he had to give his guy a blow, man. He had to give him a blow. And playoff basketball is a lot. Did you guys see Giannis how he was breathing in that last game? My man could barely catch his breath. And so the intensity's up, you know. Not everybody can go forty-eight, you know. And I, you know, I don't bang him for that. I don't bang him for that at all, man. So, fourth quarter goes down, man, and you're thinking. And here, and, and I and I tweeted something about Doc Rivers, uh, thirty minutes into like, no, I think it was like probably a th- with three minutes left into the third, and I tweeted something that said, "Doc Rivers meltdown loading," because <laughs> and, and here's the thing. I love Doc Rivers. I've always been a Doc Rivers fan all the way back to when he was in Orlando. But one thing about Doc, his teams fumble 
when it comes down to it. They don't close well. I mean, look at the Clippers. Look at the, I mean, all that stuff happened like all those years. That's just what his teams do. Like they're just not very fundamentally sound. They make them bonehead moves. And I knew I had a feeling I was like, man, Hawks are going to win. Like, like I mean, and again, I'm not a fan like some of you guys are a fan, right? So I respect that. I respect that. I don't have the emotion that some of you guys have into it. But I was like, I was cutting my hair. I'm like, yeah, Hawks are going to win this game, right? Like the Hawks are going to win. Um, I just knew they were going to make some bonehead plays down the down down uh, the stretch. You got the MB doing this doing the um, when he did the little turnaround and got the ball stolen by Gallo. Uh, you got Tobias Harris made some bonehead plays. Um, Tobias fouls Kevin Herter shooting in three, smack him in the back of the head. Like, yeah, like y'all are y'all are playing bonehead. Y'all are, y'all are making some dumb mistakes. Like, but that's a Doc Rivers team, man. Like, that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, folks in the chat, doing MLK foul, peacefully protested Philly's right to advance. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the, uh, let me see if I can get this in the thing. Shout out to the MLK t-shirts, man. I really didn't even realize that I like it. I just, you know, put it on today. I don't really have a, a rhyme or reason, whatever. Uh, Gino, yeah, you and Lil Penny did have a shooter's mentality, but Ice Trey, yeah, man, he 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 was shooting that thing, man. Like, yo, man, you're not gonna get out of a out, out of a uh you're not gonna get out of a slump by not shooting. My guy Joshua Fletcher said, Yeah, not Kevin Durant, Trey still in the playoffs. Oh, Kevin caught a stray on that one. Kevin caught a stray on that one. But yeah, man. Hawks take care of business. And the crazy thing about it, we've heard all season about the lack of defense between Trey, the lack of defense with uh, Gallinari. But the play that seals it is like Gallinari's defense on Joel Embiid, like an MVP candidate. Like, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what he was thinking with that spin move, but it was just like, I just, I don't know, man. I don't I don't know what, what, what he was quite thinking. But Hawks get the dub again. Uh, 103 to 96. Hawks fans are excited, celebrating in uh in the street. Well, I wouldn't say in the streets, but I mean they're very excited about Eastern Conference Finals being back again. Uh, last time they were there, I believe that was the year they got swept by Braun. Uh, I was covering that series, man, and listen, it, it was a lot going on. It was a lot going on. I'll just say that, but we're not gonna rehash history. Uh, Hawks get the dub tonight. And just some takeaways I had for the game is listen, uh, I and I will be I will be one hundred percent honest. I had the Sixers winning this series. I had the Sixers winning this series when they went to the move to put Simmons on Trey, and they were tag teaming the Simmons on Trey, Tybal on Trey. I thought it was going to be too much for the Hawks. I thought it was going to be too much for the Hawks. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I thought that Philly was going to be better defensively, and I thought they were going to be better offensively. But um, I think it was game – what was it? I think it was game five – no, game six, I think. When they won game six – I mean, uh, when they won uh, game five, I was like, okay, I think they're on to something. I think they're on to something, and I think they might pull this out. But, yeah, man, so I, I think that the Hawks – I knew that the Hawks, the Hawks always had more avenues to score. They always had more avenues to score. You look at the Hawks roster, you look, they have several guys on that roster that can go for 20 on any given night, right? 
You got Herter, you got Collins, you got Bogey, you got Gallinari, you got Lou Will, you got Trey Young. All right. So that's like six guys that could easily go for 20 on a given night. For the, for the Sixers, you got Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid. Seth Curry's going to burn you, but he's not going to burn you like that. Like, Seth is, is a great shooter, like a great, like an all-time shooter, but he's not going to burn you like that, man. He's going to flame out. He's going. He's not going to burn you for 30. He's just not. You're going to have that crazy game Shake Milton had, you know, but that's what? I, I listed, what, three, four guys maybe? Hawks always had more scores, you know? And so I thought that that was going to be kind of like, you know, the thing. But they showed to me, and to me also, I believe, I believe a, a huge part of this is I believe Doc just got outcoached. I believe he got outcoached. I believe Nate outcoached him. He, Nate always made adjustments. Doc, the only adjustment he made was taking Ben Simmons and 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 <laughs> taking Danny Green off of, of uh, Trey Young. You know, he had Ben Simmons and Thibault, and, and that was a good matchup, but nothing else. He like he, I, I thought that he, they should have had a little bit more structure in the fourth quarter. I thought that they should have worked it inside a little bit more, uh, featured Tobias Harris a little bit more in the fourth quarter. They didn't do that, and so they're going home. <laughs> they're going home. But, yeah, man, those are the takeaways. So uh, if you're new to the podcast, one thing that we normally do in the pod is something called the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you're listening – uh, hit me up in the chat. Tell me you're good. Tell me you're bad. Tell me you're ugly. Let me know what you guys think about the good, the bad, and the ugly. This is typically the second segment in the pod if you're listening to the traditional uh, podcasting taping. And of course, even though we're live, this will still be available on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you catch your podcast. Make sure to check us out. This segment is brought to you by Dow Family Wellness. Are you dealing with pain? No, I'm not talking about the pain when your team loses a ball game. I'm talking about back pain, neck pain. (laughs) Well, listen, you need to go see our guy, Dr. Rick, the chiropractor of the Hawks Beat podcast. Whether you've been in an auto accident, you may be an expecting mother, suffering from migraines, any type of neck pain or back pain, Dr. Rick is here to help. Dr. Rick and the good folks over at Dow Family Wellness use the latest in computerized technology to diagnose your issues and they have affordable cash plans. Here's what he's doing for our listeners. Consultation, exam, digital pics, computer scans, and an adjustment all for $37. Yep, I said it first time visit, $37. So call our guy, Dr. Rick. 470-395-3478. That's 470-395-3478. Stop letting that pain fester. Call Dr. Rick at Dow Family Wellness. Tell him the Hawks Beat sent you and take the first step to living pain-free. This segment is brought to you by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry ships straight to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. So if you are looking for some custom bracelets or necklaces, go see our guy Jonathan at Tillman's Trinkets and Things.com. 
Again, that's TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Tell him the Hawksbeat sent you. You'll be happy you did. Starting with the good. Starting with the good for me. And we're looking at this from a Hawks perspective. The most obvious one to me is the shooting of Kevin Herter. Like, and the thing about it is, like, he didn't flame out. He didn't flame out. It wasn't just like, oh, Kevin had a good quarter. And then the third quarter comes, fourth quarter comes, and he ends with, like, 14 or 15 points, right? Nah, Kevin was good all night. Kevin was good all night, man. Uh, Eight points in the final quarter. He played the full quarter, eight points, man. And that's what you look. That's what you want to see from Kevin Herter, especially with Bogey kind of struggling. You know what I'm saying? Bogey was thugging it out. You know he 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 was Bogey wasn't right, man. He wasn't right. There was a guy I was talking to the other day on Twitter. He was just going off on Bogey. I'm like, yo, man, you gotta relax, man. Dude, dude, obviously is is hurting because if you've been watching this Hawks team and you've Look at, looked up those stats that from Bogey from like May to like April to March. That dude was nuts. He was shooting a ball out of his mind. So, yeah, the good for me was the Kevin Herter. He, it was the Kevin Herter shooting the ball all, all four quarters, the complete game for Kevin Herter. Uh, the bad for me was Bogey. Now, I'm not going to bang Bogey because he had a bad game, but that knee might be an issue. Like, it might be an issue. And so now you have to kind of game plan Milwaukee like you don't have 100% bogey. And here's the thing. At this time of year, nobody's 100%. And nobody's 100%. Trey's still wearing the shoulder thing. Bogey's got the knee. I mean, nobody's 100%. But I, I think that as we go on and as we preview uh, the Milwaukee Bucks series, um, that's going to be a storyline about bogey and that knee. He heard it earlier in the season. He was able to come back, but that is going to be, it's going to be an issue, man. It's going to be an issue. And uh, bogey didn't have his best night shooting the ball. That knee is obviously giving him some problems, man. It's obviously giving him some problems. Two for eight tonight, 0 for four uh, with three points, only four points tonight. How does that affect the rotation? Do you bring some guys who haven't been playing in? Do you bring them off the bench? Do you sit them? What do you do? Because the the rotation is shorter in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, that was the bad for me. The ugly, <clears throat> and I know I always do this for I always do this for the Hawks, but the ugly to me was Ben Simmons' game. Like my God, man! Like this man. Like <laughs> and again, I hate to keep bringing it up, but like seeing a basketball player afraid to shoot, afraid to go to the hole, and like you got all that talent. Like, nah, man, get out of here. Go practice a jump shot. Go practice some threes. Go practice some free throw shooting. I thought the ugly part of tonight was Ben Simmons' game in its entirety. Yes, he had 13 assists, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you have, you're, you're so much better than that, man. I, I believe he's better than that. And the fact that you're not going to bring any part of this to your game is, is I think that says a lot about you. I think that says a lot about you. So, yeah. Let's go to the chat. See what you guys got to say about the good, bad, and the ugly. My guy, Saki, says the good is Kevin shooting. The bad, too many fouls on both sides in the first quarter. The other, the ugly, nothing because we won. Thanks for checking us out, as always. My guy from Japan. Uh, yeah, man, there was a lot of fouls in this game. It seemed the first half 
it seemed like it was kind of hard for to kind of get into a flow because it was just a lot of fouls and a lot of a lot of stoppage of play. Second half, they let them boys play a little bit longer. Like, did you guys notice that? Second half, they let them boys play because the first half, man, it was stopping like every 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 time down the down the court, man. So, um, yeah, uh, let's get another good, bad, and ugly. Good, Kevin Herter, the bad, Embiid not finding his groove on time. The ugly was seventeen turnovers. Yeah, exactly, man. You can't you can't turn the ball over that many times and win a ball game. You just not finna do it. You not finna turn the ball over. 17 times and win a playoff game, man. 17 times in a playoff game. Um, before we go to the Fab Five, man, let me clear out this chat and see what's up. Uh, my guy, Dewan Goodwin. Yeah, what's up with Dunn? He's healthy. <laughs> he's healthy. He's just not He's not in the rotation, man. And in the playoffs, sometimes it's just like that, bro. And it's like it's, not, it's nothing personal. The, the lineups just get shorter, and you got guys who can play ball who just don't get no minutes. It's crazy. Like, you got guys who can play ball but just don't get no minutes, man. And it's crazy because you think about a guy like Mike Scott. Mike Scott sitting on Philly's bench collecting dust. And we all know Mike Scott can shoot that thing. He's on Philly's bench collecting dust. And so, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we see Dunn a little bit more in this series. Uh, maybe he gets some of some of uh, Bogey's minutes if he's not able to go. I don't know, man. I don't know, you know. Um, some more in the chat. Big O versus Giannis. Yeah, we're going to talk about – I'll probably do a preview podcast. Um, not sure. I got to look at the schedule and see when uh, game one is for Milwaukee. But I'll probably do a preview podcast talking about matchups and things of that nature so we'll talk about Giannis and all that uh, all that stuff a little bit later on um Tiger seven what do you say I love how Nate kept going to herder to force the 76ers to take Curry out the game yeah see that's what I'm talking about like he simply out coached Doc Rivers like what do you do with Seth Curry because Kevin Herter was cooking him He was cooking them and Curry, but by this time, you know what I'm saying? You need his three-point shooting, but Kevin was playing him like a yo-yo, man. It was funny because it's like, yo, man, like this is Kevin Herter. No disrespect to Kevin Herter, but like, yo, man, Kevin Herter is cooking you, bro. Like he's cooking you. Like, yeah, he was cooking you, bro. So he had to get her Curry up out of there. There were a lot of adjusting, but it just didn't work because Kevin Herter, Unlike Seth Curry was getting some big buckets toward the end of the game. The 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 Philadelphia 76ers had one play down the end of the game, and it was let's just get the ball to Embiid. Like it, it was no option B. It was no option B. Let's give the ball to Embiid. He's either going to do that little fake when he fakes the ball like this, the little fade away at the key, or he's going to spin around and turn the ball over. You know, and no disrespect to Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid played a hell of a series. Like, if anything, I'm not going to lay this series at Joel Embiid because he played a hell of a game and had a hell of a series, but he had no Robin to his Batman. No Robin to his Batman. He had that one game, Shake Milton showed up just like as a crazy, just like he just went nuts. Like, that was a crazy game. Like, Shake Milton cooked y'all. <laughs> but, you know, that wasn't finna happen every night, you know. 
but he had no he had no Robin. And and one thing that we've known from these playoffs, you can't do this stuff by yourself. Like even as good as Trey Young is, like you need you gonna need some help. You gonna need some guys that have your back. And tonight, Kevin Herter had his back. Kevin Herter had his back. Uh, Clint Capella, John Collins. No disrespect to them dudes. They play good games as well. Both of them guys shot a high percentage. John Collins was five of six. Clint Capella was six of eight. And tonight, they knew what their job was. Get into the spots and let Trey find you. Let Trey find you, and that's what they did. That's what they did, man. Um, so I'm Tiger 7 says the game begins, the game starts on Wednesday. So I imagine that either probably tomorrow or Tuesday or maybe even Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, I'll probably do a preview podcast, just kind of previewing the Bucks and seeing uh, what the matchups look like. And uh, so y'all stay tuned for that. Make sure y'all check uh, Hawks Beat on Twitter at Hawks Beat, and uh, I'll let y'all know when we do that. So, yeah, make sure you do that. Um, as far as the Fab Five is concerned, so another segment in uh, the podcast that we do is the Hawks Fab Five, which I go through and just, Talk about the best five players for the Hawks. I thought the best five players for the Hawks tonight were the starters minus Bogey. Uh, I'll take Bogey out and put in Gallo. So uh, the best five for the Hawks tonight. And this is this is no disrespect, you know what I'm saying? But the best five tonight, uh, I thought Gallo, I think you got to get him in there. But I got to give mention to the Rook, Onyeko Okongwu, and I thought Lou gave some good minutes off the bench, right? So I know Nyoko Kongu, uh, he was a plus nine for the 15 minutes he played. Thought he gave good minutes, man. And even though he didn't really do much on the stat sheet, he banged, man. Like his role in this series was to bang with Dwight Howard, you know, make sure Dwight Howard don't go nuts. And that's what he did, man. He kept him off the boards and he banged, you know. Really like what I see from the Okongu kid. And uh, yeah, man, having a strong strong playoffs and a strong second half of the season uh, ever since struggling in the beginning. I thought Lou was solid, you know, 11 minutes. He didn't, he didn't get that much playing time, but I thought he was solid. So my five, five for the game, of course, Kevin Herter, 27 points, you know, two or four from three and uh, three assists, seven boards. You in there, Kev. John Collins. I thought John Collins had a very underrated game, you know, 14 points. John has 16 boards. He was a he was a demon on those boards tonight. Usually it's Clint Capella getting all the boards. Not tonight. It was John Collins. John Collins grabbing all the boards tonight. A lot of that dirty work. 14 points, 16 boards for Collins. Uh Clint Capella, Clint Capella, 13 13 uh points and six boards. I thought that Clint kind of left some stuff out there defensively. Just kind of just being a little picky, kind of. I expect a little bit more from him. But uh, <clears throat> I, I think that Clint had a good game. You know, like I said, he was just getting in spots, and Trey was finding him. He was finding him on that little lob play that they run. Like, that was his role. Like, that was his role, and he did what he had to do, you know. Uh, Gallinari, I thought Gallinari hit a big shot in the three-pointer. I think it was, like, with, like, maybe three minutes left. Tybo comes down in a big swing. Uh, fourth quarter, I believe, six are up by four. Thibel has a wide open three. He misses it. Hawks get the ball back. Gallo hits a three. So instead of the lead going to seven, it gets cut to one on a huge swing by uh, Gallinari. I thought he was big tonight. It was good to see him 
in the playoff in 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 the huddle see him yelling at the guys like come on come on come on listen Gallo was in a game seven last year with OKC, right? He was in the game seven in these playoffs. Gallo's been around. He's been around, right? So it was good seeing Gallo and him bringing all of that uh, veteran veteran presence to just being calm on the court, hitting big buckets, yelling at the guys in 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 the, uh, the timeouts. Like that stuff, you don't really, you know, you don't really show up on the stat sheet. But yeah. Big up to Gallo. Uh, yeah, he earned some respect with this series. Yeah, big ups to Gallo, man. Um, player of the game is obviously Kevin Herter. And let me clear out the chat and see what you guys got to say. Do you think we'll see Reddish in the next series? And Gallo cooked Hill on a few possessions. Yeah, during the first, uh, I think it was like the first or second quarter, I was like, yo, George Hill is on the Sixers? Like, I almost forgot. Like, that man has been a non-factor. But going back to uh, Tiger 7, do you think you'll see Reddish next series? I highly doubt it. Um, I just, I, it, it's hard for me to believe that a guy with that much time off, a guy who's coming off an injury, who's missed that much time, I just don't see him leaping Solomon Hill. I don't see him leaping any of the other guys who, I don't see him leaping Tony Snell. I don't see him leaping those guys for playing time. I just don't see it happening. Knowing what I know from covering you know sports for the last seven years for this team and how NBA coaches work, I don't I don't think we'll see him. I don't think he's seeing. I think he's healthy. He's healthier. I know he's been practicing, but I, I don't think that Nate's going to throw him out there. I, I could be wrong. You know, I, I could be wrong. But if you're asking for my opinion, I don't think we see him in this next series. I don't. It'll be nice to see what he's got. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm the kind of guy to throw him out there five minutes and see what he got. You know, what's the worst that could happen? But uh, traditionally, coaches don't really operate like that. So I don't expect to see him uh, next series. But the player of the game is definitely uh, Kevin Herter. Let me read. And I typically read you guys tweets uh, when I ask this. And I ask, it's funny because I asked after every game, if you guys follow me on Twitter, I asked after every game, who was the player of the game when the Hawks lost the other night? Ain't nobody hit me up, man. Ain't nobody said nothing. <laughs> That's cold, man. Y'all could at least let me know something. Y'all know I try to read these tweets on the podcast, but let me go through some of the folks that checked in. Um, my guy, Donnell Suggs, uh, at Suggs Rider on Twitter. He said all of them. He said all of them. Uh, let me see who else checked in. Let me see who else checked in. At Tia underscore T19 checked in with Kevin Herter. Um my guy Yogi checking in. Herder, player of the game. Uh, Rob Chai underscore ATL. Kevin Herder, Wonton Soup 0916. DSG and ATL. All these. <laughs> yo, my guy DSG and ATL said Dwight Howard. It's cold. That's <laughs> cold, man. <laughs> he's, from, he's from Georgia, man. Y'all, y'all got y'all to ease up off him a little bit. Um, ATL Storyteller said Herder, MVP. Whisper 2000. Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Red Velvet. So a lot of votes for Kevin Herter tonight. Obviously, our player of the game, man. And even in tonight's chat, uh, folks are still chiming in. Kyle O says Herter was awesome. Uh, Yogi checking in, uh, saying Kevin Herter, man, definitely the player of the game tonight for the Atlanta Hawks, man. Um, <clears throat> what more can we say, man? Hawks are headed to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, talk about playing with house money. They're not expected to be here. And 
the thing that I'm looking for, and we're going to talk about this in the preview episode, um, they should go out there and just play free, man, against a Milwaukee team that beat Brooklyn. But that Milwaukee team is beatable. And, like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, why not? You know, uh, that Milwaukee team is beatable. It's going to be interesting to see how they match up, though. It's going to be interesting to see how they match up. But for tonight, it was a good night for Hawks fans. It was a good night for the city of Atlanta. And, uh, yeah, man, Hawks get the victory 103 to 96. And it was so on brand. It was so on brand of the Sixers fans to start throwing stuff onto the court after the game. (laughs) That was such a Philly thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, stay classy, Philly. Stay classy. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I tell you what, I, 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 I tell you guys, I always say this. I pull for the Hawks because it's good for business. I'm not necessarily a Hawks fan in the sense that a lot of you guys are. But it was good to see these Philly fans go home mad. Almost as good as it was to see those Knicks fans go home mad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, big up your team. But, like, don't be a dick about it. Like, don't be a jerk about it. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't got to be throwing stuff onto the court. You know, that's just ridiculous. That is utterly ridiculous. But, you know, if it makes you feel better, now you have a long time to to think about it. And you're going to have to sit and watch some basketball as the Hawks play the Milwaukee Bucks for the Eastern Conference Finals Championship, and we will see. As always, man, I appreciate you guys for checking with us, everybody rocking with us in the chat. Um, Make sure you check out – make sure you swing by thehawksbeat.com. Swing by thehawksbeat.com. Check out our sponsors. Check out our our guys, our partners, uh, Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Uh, Check out the chiropractor, Dow Family Fitness. He is the chiropractor, too. The Hawks beat. And also, men, happy Father's Day. Swing by Manscaped and grab you some some men's stuff, some men's grooming. (laughs) You can use our promo code for 20% off and free shipping. So um, salute to all the fathers out there, all the father figures, all of those who may be missing their father, man. Salute to all of you guys, man. Uh, Thanks for checking out the Hawks beat, man. You guys have really uh really supported your boy and supported the the brand this year and i really appreciate it and uh like we say in every pod man god is good all the time and all the time god is good so if you don't know him you better get to know him because and show him some love because that is all he is showing you l-o-b-e love peace we'll see you next time we out welcome to the hawks beat podcast it's your boy e-dub make Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Ripping hard out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and efficient and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host,
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.